usually when riders start jumping they feel that all jumps are made equal however once you start getting into it a little bit more you realize hmm, different jumps ask different questions of both horse and rider and by asking different questions you can actually begin making your schooling a whole lot interesting when using fences Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and this is the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world, touching on different little topics to do with horse riding each and every week to help you, well, remain inspired and working towards specific goals in your riding. I see it over and over how riders are so excited to get their horse and the first few months are great and then they kind of run out of ideas and it just becomes this big, long, endless circle and... I don't know who's more bored, the horse or the rider, but or the people watching. Um, but yeah, we're, we're trying to kind of put an end to the endless circle by giving you a couple of different ideas that you can then take out and use in the arena with your horse. And I think the big part of it all, what it all comes down to, is having better conversations. And I personally feel that better conversations start with you, the rider, understanding a little bit better what you... Well, first of all, why you're doing something, how to then convey that to your horse, and then being able to ask your horse different questions and of course improving and refining your communication which is your aids over and over and over again in the saddle that is what horse riding is all about but today I want to focus specifically on jumping and on the different types of jumps that you can now begin using in your schooling if you do use jumps and if you don't use jumps you know even if you just focus on maybe a discipline that requires more flat, adding and including a couple of jumps into your schooling is such a fantastic way to keep everybody tuned in and to keep things fresh. So I would suggest even if maybe dressage is your discipline and a couple of poles every now and then won't do any harm to anybody of course done right so the first jump that we normally meet when we start jumping is of course the trusty cross pole now i love cross poles and i think for any level of horse and rider cross poles can be a great almost like tuning in um, a method to tune in both horse and rider and of course this is because the cross poles well first of all it works on the rider It's, it's a kind of a mindset thing riders always look at the middle of the cross pole and they think okay that's how high I have to jump now meanwhile back at the ranch the horse is jumping higher because obviously he has to fit himself through that little bit of a cross there the v section okay so he's going to jump higher so I find it's a great way for riders to get over maybe any issues they have with jumping or if they're feeling a little bit oh I can't jump that it just seems a lot more doable and of course the other thing with a cross pull is it looks more full than maybe an upright which we'll chat about just now the the mirror how it's built it looks more full it looks it just looks easier okay now the uh, for a horse's perspective the cross pull is great because it helps keep everything centered and on target as the horse goes through the v and then as you, your horse maybe becomes a little bit more developed you can ask different questions by building your cross pole up you can build your cross pole higher you can make it narrower you can do whatever you want with your cross pole and you're asking different questions it can be a great way to maybe get a horse to become a little bit more tidier and neat in front it can also ask questions of the hindquarters so cross poles are great then then of course the last thing I want to mention about cross poles and then also uprights is you can really work on them in the canter because you can allow that rhythm and you can establish the rhythm and then use the cross pole or the upright a smaller upright 
to really keep the canter flowing and to work on keeping the canter flowing both before the fence, over the fence, and then after the fence as well, that you're, you're really and truly establishing the rhythm all the way, okay? But cross poles are brilliant. A lot of people think they're just for beginners. They're not. Cross poles are fantastic. Include them in your schooling. So the second type of jumps that we very often then graduate onto is an upright. And a lot of riders are a little bit worried when they see the pole going straight across. They think, oh, it's a straight pole and it looks just so big. And that's because it's a little bit airy. So where the cross pole looks more filled, it's it's kind of, it's, I don't know, it's, it, there's more happening in there. The, it, the upright can look very airy and it's almost like an optical illusion. It very often looks bigger than what it actually is and this puts riders off. Now, the other thing is when you're working with uprights, you can play a little bit using your ground pole. And of course, your ground pole should be either under the fence or in front of the fence, never behind the fence. That's fairly bog standard. But um, just make sure that you have it, that your horse can use the ground pole then as, a, I suppose, a gauge as to the fence itself okay that's what your ground pole is there for but you can then begin to play with the upright okay and what I would work on with the upright is really and truly focusing on that rhythm okay so the rhythm and also then the straightness so now the onus is on you and your horse to remain straight over the fence over the center of the fence you no longer have the guiding hand of the cross pole there to help you that V in the center now it's up to you guys now what you could do if you're finding that you're struggling with this is you could put maybe two poles in front on the in front of your fence so it would look like train tracks that you're going to travel between um, and then you could also put two false poles behind the fence after the fence that you want to travel through after you jump it and that will help and then eventually maybe making those poles wider like rolling the pole out a little bit and then also eventually taking the poles away but it's a good test can we say of your accuracy and also your ability to hold it all together between the fences because as we know jumping is all about between the fences as opposed to the couple of seconds spent actually going over the fence it's the preparation that you're putting in before the fence and then also what you're doing after the fence that makes all the difference with jumping okay so so smaller uprights are great the other thing is when you're making them small enough and i'm talking smaller here maybe 60 centimeters 70 centimeters and um, they're not going to be very tiring on your horse as well so you can pop them a while like not a while you can pop them um a few times without I suppose worrying that you're overdoing it or that you're maybe putting pressure on the joints things like that as well so it's a nice little schooling exercise and of course you can set them up then I would say set them up in you could maybe build them along maybe some school movements that you're working with so whether it be circles or whether it be maybe across diagonals things like that and um, you can build them in certain areas so as maybe you could do school movements and then having to pop the poles or pop the uprights or the cross poles um, in between and then again bringing it all back to that focus on the relaxation and the rhythm and being able to maintain both as you are approaching as you're going over and then after the fence as well now, the other things with cross poles and uprights before we leave them is they're a great way for riders to practice their balance over a fence so a lot of riders think that jumping a big fence is very hard and jumping a smaller fence is easy 
fence is a fence is a fence is a fence is a fence okay if you can master the smaller fences you're not going to have issues over the bigger fences but the key there is master and master being that you are correct in your position first of all over the fence and also being correct in what you're doing and how you are getting out of the horse's way over the fence and um, a lot of the time riders will maybe a little bit override a smaller fence so they they look they look like they're jumping a huge fence and meanwhile they're only jumping maybe 30 or 40 centimeters and um, so just being able to almost use those smaller fences to Oh, I suppose tune in your position as well, okay? And a lot of people will say it's your eye, and yes, you can use it as your eye, but I'm more specifically talking here about your position, that you're able to adapt for what is happening underneath you, because that is one of the key things that you will have to do as you move on to the next group of fences, which would be your oxers. Now, oxers, parallels, um, I don't know, there's there's lots of different names people call them. What I would suggest if you are jumping an oxer um, would be to initially start with an ascending oxer. And all that means is that the front pole is a little bit lower than the back pole, which is higher. Never the other way around. You will never have the front pole higher than the back pole. You can have both poles equal, okay, same height, or front pole lower, back pole higher. And the reason front pole lower, back pole higher is because it just looks more inviting. It's like the cross pole, okay? It can, it looks more filled up, it looks nicer, and it also mimics the horse's natural shape as he goes over the fence, okay? So it's a nice kind of an introduction to jumping oxers. And of course, you can make it pretty small and it doesn't have to be very wide. You can kind of play around with that. And as you become more experienced, being able to then shape it up, shape it down, whatever you want. Want, okay and what I would suggest is when you are jumping a, a, an oxer and particularly an ascending oxer let's say now okay you want to allow your horse to focus on how well he's jumping the jump because now we're asking different questions we're asking him to stretch out a little bit and this is where your maybe hindering of his jumping may just start coming into play. So this is why I suggested practicing all this and practicing getting out of the way over the smaller fences, maybe the uprights and the cross pulls. So it's when you do get to the oxers, you're allowing the horse because what we're doing here is we're asking more questions. He's going to have to put in maybe a little bit of a greater effort. It's still nice and simple in that the shape of the fence is following him, okay? But following how he'd naturally jump um but he is having to do more and particularly in the back end and this would be where riders who have a tendency to get left behind this would be where a back pole might just be clipped okay so just making sure that you're getting out of the way and then the final one i want to talk about today would be a square oxer so that would be where the front pole and the back pole same height it's just like the ascending oxer in that you're testing the same things, but now you've got the added thing where the front legs are also being tested. So your horse's front end and his ability to pull them up, to snap them up. Now, if it is a little bit difficult or if it's your first time, you can again pull the ground pole out. It will make things easier. It actually makes it almost, it's, even though it's a square oxer, it makes it seem more ascending um, to the horse and to the rider. And again, very often with the rider, it's just a mindset issue rather than that big square kind of a table type of a, a look that a square oxer can give you so if I've managed to inspire you to maybe begin including some of this in your schooling but you're a little bit uh, 
I don't know how to even get started. Well, what I'm going to suggest you do is pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join and join up for Daily Strides Premium. Um, in there, we have the polls and grid work collection and it is filled with all sorts of different exercises and different things you can work on that all include jumping of course everything's in there everything else is in there as well it's not just the poles and grid work but if you are at a bit of a loss and you think oh i don't know how to get started well that's what i'm going to suggest you do and of course just bearing in mind that if you join daily strides premium before the end of this month okay you will be able to lock in the current price, which is going to be increasing on the 1st of October for anybody who has not joined before then. So just something to consider if you've been sitting on the fence and wondering if it's for you or not. Okay, have a great one, keep well, and I'll chat to you soon. Be good, bye.